Well, hey there, curious mind. Welcome to Endlessly Curious with Kellen Vaughn, your bite-sized weekly adventure into history, mysteries, and all things bizarre. I'm your host, Kellen Vaughn, and I will be your guide to the strange, funny, quirky, and uniquely fascinating. Join me as we dive into the rabbit hole of topics, from unraveling enigmatic history to exploring scientific depths, venturing into bizarre conspiracies, and taking a detour through spirituality. But here's the thing, we're going to do it all with a keen eye for the strange and a sprinkle of humor. So get ready for peculiar tales, odd science, and really insane conspiracy theories. So subscribe now for a quick, offbeat escape into the unusual every week with Endlessly Curious, the podcast where unique things take center stage. Alrighty, my friends, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining me today for episode two. Now, today is going to be a really fun one. We are going to be talking about the lay of Thrym from the Prose Edda. And if those words don't mean anything to you, don't worry, I got you. This is the story of the time that Thor had to pretend to be a bride in order to get his hammer Mjolnir back from the giant that stole it from him. It's a really fun story. This is going to be a very interesting uh, format that we're trying out. Essentially, I have the prose edit in front of me, and I'm going to translate it from whatever, like, I don't know how you want to explain it. It's, it's very, like, old English into layman's terms. So let's go ahead and get started with our sources. Alrighty, Rue. So the main source that I'm using for this is sacred-texts.com because they have the Lay of Thrym written out, very easy to read. And so that's what I'm going to be using to do our layman's term translation. And then just because I wanted to make sure that the story was consistent with multiple sources, um, I looked at a few other ones, but the <laughs> the favorite of all of those other ones is norse-mythology.org. Now, the reason why this one was my favorite is because their tagline is Norse mythology for smart people. And the name of this article is Thor the Transvestite. And that just seems like a really great way to kick this off because this is a story of Thor dressing up as a woman. So let's get into it. Now, we all know Thor from the Marvel, DC, whatever, I don't know, superhero stuff. I don't watch superhero things. I don't like them, so I don't know. But anyway, we know him from that. And I may be wrong, but I believe in those he's kind of portrayed as like a little bit of an idiot, which would be accurate, right? Because Thor, even back in the day, for all of his might just kind of comes across as this bumbling idiot of a god. So this story, I don't think anybody was surprised when it was first written. They're like, you know what? That's exactly, yep, that sounds like something that Thor would do. So we have that. Also, I would like you to keep in mind that there are some sources that say that Thor was unfortunately not a 30-something Hemsworth brother with blonde hair. He was actually a middle-aged ginger. 
So <laughs> as we continue on this story, please just keep that image in mind, right? Like imagine just a stocky, middle-aged Nordic man with wild red hair and a big red beard, because that just kind of adds to it, in my opinion. It just makes the whole thing so much better. So with that in mind, let's get into the story itself. So our story opens on Thor, Vingthor, as they called him, which means Thor the hurler, because he would hurl his hammer, woke up one morning and his hammer Mjolnir was missing. And I'm guessing that he looked for it. It doesn't say that he did, except to say that it was missing. But this next part is really integral to the story. Um, he shook his beard and his hair was bristling. So I think that means that he was mad or upset, but honestly, I couldn't tell you. I don't know how hair bristles like that. Um, I do imagine the shaking of the beard being something like he's just shaking his head back and forth really vigorously, maybe to like dispel the demons in his head about the fact that he lost his hammer. I don't know. But anyway, he lost his hammer. He's not happy about it. Nobody's happy about it because if Thor's hammer is missing, then that means Asgard is liable to attack. That means that whoever has it can take over Asgard and everybody who lives there is pretty much screwed. So he decides he's going to go ask his brother Loki for help. So he goes to Loki and he's like, oh, dude, I, I can't find my hammer. I looked everywhere for it. It's not on earth. It's not in the heavens. It's not in my laundry hamper. I looked there three times. It's not there. I don't know where it is. Please help me. So Loki acquiesces and they go to Freya's house and they say, Thor says, Freya, can I borrow your feather dress so that I can turn into a bird and go flying around to look for my hammer? And at this point, I imagine Loki just like slowly turns to look at Thor and is like, what is wrong with you? You, you know, I'm a shapeshifter, right? Why did you bring me all the way here to ask Freya if you could borrow her dress to turn into something that I can turn into? So anyway, Freya was like, yeah, whatever, borrow the dress, whatever you want. So Loki went ahead and took the feather dress and went searching for Mjolnir. And he finally reached the realm of the giants. So he gets to the realm of the giants and Thrym, the king of the giants, is straight up chilling. All right, he's sitting on a mound. He's laid out his gold leashes for his dogs. He's like brushing the manes of his horses and he sees Loki coming and he's like, my dude, Loki, what is up? How are you? How are the gods? How are the elves? Why are you here? Why did you come by yourself? What are you doing here? So Loki is like, you know what? Thank you for asking. That means a lot to me. We're not doing good. If I'm going to be honest, um, the gods aren't good. Even the elves aren't good, right? Like, we're just we're d d doing bad all around, buddy. Um, because we don't have Mjolnir. Have you seen Mjolnir? Did you hide it somewhere, maybe? 
And Thrym is like, oh, yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Um, I hit it eight miles underground, and I'm not going to give it back until Freya agrees to be my wife. So have fun with that. So Loki is like, fuck. He flies back to the realm of the gods, right? And Thor is sitting in a courtyard, I'm guessing just twiddling his thumbs, kind of waiting for his brother to come back with some news. So anyway, Thor sees him and he's like, what's going on? Did you find anything? Did you find my hammer? What kind of news do you have for me? Loki goes, well, <clears throat> I have news. It's not good news, but it's news. Um, I did find your hammer, kind of, thrim. You know, the, like, King of the Giants guy, he has it, and he hit it eight miles underground, and he's not giving it back unless Freya agrees to marry him. So, yeah, that's cool. So they just walk on over to Freya, and they're like, all right, here's the deal. And Thor is, like... All right, get your uh, bridal veil on, pack your shit, get your uh, bride stuff together because uh, we got to hurry. We got to get to that guy's house so that you can marry him and I can get my hammer back because I lost it. So you're going to fix this problem for me. So Freya, who they described as wrathful, and I get it. <laughs> I got to quote this part. Uh, wrathful was Freya, and fiercely she snorted, and the dwelling grate of the gods was shaken, and burst was the mighty bristings necklace. So she was so taken aback by Thor telling her to chop, chop, go get your wedding shit, you're going to marry a giant, that her snort of indignance, I'm guessing rattled the home of the gods like that is some next level attitude and i love it so anyway she says oh yeah i no i'm not doing that no i'm not gonna do that don't ask me again this is the dumbest idea i've ever heard you two are idiots Go find another way to fix this. So they call all the gods and goddesses together to meet for a council. They're like, hey, we need to figure this out. Mjolnir is missing. Uh, two heads are better than one or something like that, right? Like, can you help us? So anyway, all the gods are together. They're trying to figure out how to get Thor's hammer back. So then Heimdall, being an absolute fucking legend, who they describe as the whitest of the gods. Now, I don't know what that means, and it's not really important. Um, I just really like the descriptions that they use in this, but he is described as the whitest, and I'm wondering, does that mean like his hair was white or maybe his eyes, or was he just so pale? He was so pale that they had to mention it. So anyway... <laughs> Heimdall the White uh, is like, you know what, Thor, I think we all know what the best way to go about this is. 
And that is for you to just, we just got to pull one over on them. Okay. Like we need you to put on the bridal veil and dress up like Freya to go and get your hammer back because you really, you're the best person for this job in general. I'm it's also, it's your hammer, right? Um, so I feel like you should fix this and you can totally do it. Like you are mighty as hell. So you can do this. You got this. Um, so Thor being very secure in his masculinity says <laughs> that would be unmanly and I'm not going to do it. So I love this part uh, because it is it, this story reads like a movie. It reads like a hilarious film. So Loki spoke and said, Thor, stop talking. Stop. Close your mouth. Stupid things are coming out of it and we don't want to hear it anymore. So just shut up because if you don't do this, then the giants are going to take your hammer and they're going to take over Asgard. Okay. So shut up. Just do it. Anyway, they don't even really have anything after that. There's no more conversation about it. It's literally just a quick cut from Loki shushing Thor and telling him to stop talking to Thor then having the bridal veil put on him. So they put the bridal veil and the Bursing's necklace. They put keys on him and down to his knees hung woman's dress. Uh, they put gems on him and I quote, and a pretty cap to crown his head. Amazing, right? Absolutely hilarious. Now I just imagine that the entire time this is happening, He's just standing there like a petulant child, like a giant red bearded petulant child, just pouting while they put a dress on him and like put jewelry on him and stuff. And also another thing to keep in mind, um, the veil, it seems that when the veil is lifted, the only thing that's revealed is the eyes, because if that weren't the case, then it would kind of ruin it right? And on top of that, also keep in mind that Thor can't speak when he's like in costume because it's going to give it away, right? Because if he says anything, then obviously they're going to know that's not Freya. So just keep that in mind as we go on. So Loki being super helpful and definitely not doing this at all to rub things in and make things worse for his brother says, my dude, um, seeing y'all dressed up like this, I think I need to go with you, right? I think I need to be there for support and backup and definitely not to make it worse for you. So I'm going to turn myself into a handmaid and then let's get this shit show on the road. So they get into Thor's chariot or whatever, and the goats that pull the chariot take them to the realm of the giants. And Thrym is like, 
Ooh, hell yeah, you made it. All right, cool. Let's do this. Let's party. Um, so he tells them to get everything ready for a feast, right? He tells his people. So they get ready for a feast. And uh, before they sit down, he's like, Freya, you are here to be my bride. And I think this part is actually really sweet, despite the context of the story like if if this was something that he said to somebody who was also interested in him this would be really romantic it's not when it's in the context of the story but i digress so he says quote gold horned cattle go to my stables jet black oxen the giant's joy many my gems and many my jewels freya alone did i lack methinks end quote. How cute is that, right? He's like, I am the king of the giants. I have everything a giant could ever want or need, except for you, Freya, except for you. So anyway, I thought that was super cute. Moving on. So it's early evening. They sit down for a feast and Thor, being an expert in duplicity, eats an entire ox, ate salmon, and all the food that they left out for the women, right? And washes it down with three caskets of mead. Okay. I feel like we need to run through that list one more time. An entire ox. Eight, eight, eight salmon on top of that ox and all of the food that they left out for the women, right? And then on top of it, he had three caskets of meat. So I was like, this is great. Yeah, good job, Thor. I can imagine Loki's over there just elbowing him like, dude, slow the fuck down. Stop eating so much. So Thrym <laughs> has been watching, obviously, this whole time because he's watching the woman that he's about to marry and he very loudly calls her out and says wow that is quite a bite that you have there and uh a, a big appetite girl you got a got a big appetite i have never seen a woman who could drink that much either so they were just sitting there. I imagine Thor, his eyes are just as round as saucers. And he's like, shit, I should have listened to my brother. But Loki, being quick on his feet and extremely helpful, said in response to that, you know, Thrym, buddy, I got to tell you, Freya over here has been so hot and bothered for you that she hasn't been able to eat for eight days, okay? So she's just super hungry because she wants you so bad. And at that point, I imagine Thor turning a very mighty glare on his brother <laughs> because Thrym was like, you know what? That checks out. I'm the shit, man. So he thinks let's give her a kiss right so he lifts up the veil 
and he leaps back at what he sees underneath. Now, remember, he doesn't see a beard. He can't see the beard, but he can see the eyes. And he doesn't just leap back like a step or two. He leaps back the entire length of the hall and is like, what the fuck? What? Why does she look so like mad? Is she mad? Is she scared? Like, what is going on? Because that that look right there is terrifying. So then again, Loki being such a gem says yeah so remember how she was so hot for you that uh she hasn't been able to eat she also hasn't been able to sleep for eight days um that's that's how bad she wants you friend like that's she's if you are the sickness she is she's sick i don't know but anyway (laughs) that was maybe the dumbest thing i've ever said but i'm leaving it in here so anyway he makes that really fantastic excuse and so then thrym is like you know what that checks out too so his sister comes over who they call her luckless in this again another fantastic descriptor Um, and she asks about the bridal fee and she's like, girl, you're supposed to bring a bridal fee. Like, where is it? But before she can get an answer to that, Thrym is like, I'm not keeping you waiting any longer, baby. Let's go. Let's get married. Uh, somebody go get Mjolnir. We're going to put it on Freya's lap. And when we do that, it is going to hallow the bride. And then Vor, the goddess of... Uh, vows, particularly between men and women, is going to bless this union and the hammer. I don't know. Um, But she's going to bless the union. So somebody hurry up, go get that. I don't want to wait anymore. Obviously, she can't wait anymore. So we need to get this done. We need to get this going. So So somebody goes and gets Mjolnir and they place it on Freya Thor's lap. And of course, when they put it on Thor's lap, he takes hold of Mjolnir. And here's something that I really don't like all that much. So this whole time, right, this whole time, it's been about how Thrym stole Mjolnir and wouldn't give it back. And what kind of fight scene do we get between Thor and Mjolnir? We get one line. First Thrym, the king of the giants, he killed. Okay. And then we get another line that says that he killed everybody else. And then we get four lines, four lines about his, about Thrym's luckless old sister. And it says, quote, the giant's sister, old he slew, she who had begged the bridal fee, a stroke she got in the shilling's stead, and for many rings, the might of the hammer, end quote. And like, that's, that's cool, right? Like, that's a really cool sentence. Um, but at the same time, why didn't we get more action with Thrym? Like, I wanted a showdown, man. 
That was not a showdown. That was anticlimactic. But anyway, I digress. Thor got his hammer back. And he just had to stop talking and dress like a woman to do it. So I think that's pretty funny, personally. Um, It's a really interesting read. It's very short. It's not long at all. Um, And it's not terrible as far as the language used. It's just I know I would have stumbled over it if I tried to read it. And it's just much easier if I can say it how I want to say it, uh, which is with a lot of creative liberties. But this is my podcast and I don't claim to be perfectly accurate. So anywho, that is the story of how Thor lost his hammer, dressed up as Freya in order to get it back, and then found his hammer once more. So if you made it this far in the episode, I just want to say thank you for sticking around as I blunder my way through this episode of the podcast. Generally, people don't let me talk for this long, so I wasn't really sure what to do with myself, hence all of the pauses and filler words. But if you made it this far, thank you so much. Please feel free to suggest anything that you would like to hear about. I love researching topics, and I would love to share stories about things that interest you as well. And also feel free to subscribe. So thank you so much. Have a fantastic day, you curious little mind. And I will see you next time.